0: Hi, I'm Melissa, and I'm Tom, and you're tuned into Backyard Pet Talk with Shannon Riley Corner podcast.
1: Hello, guys. It's good to see you. Today, we're going to be talking about your special boy, who I have a very special place in my heart for, Boulder. Um, So why don't you get started? You guys tell everybody um, how you adopted him and just a little bit about his adoption and what he was like as a puppy.
0: So we adopted him at. It wasn't really a shelter.
2: It was more of like a, a foster. Yeah, fostering for for pups that need homes.
0: So he came off a of ranch um, with a not neutered dad.
2: Yeah. Or mom. Yeah. So he yeah he was he was a uh, kelpie and uh, lab. chocolate lab mix yeah. and. So when, when we found out he was a Kelpie, we immediately saw him, you know, we're we like, love we Kelpies. love Kelpies. So we're like, you know, He's let's, we got to get him in. And was, the puppy picture was amazing, but we didn't actually meet him until we 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 were Picked already up. signed up to pick him up. So
1: <laughs> Said we already want him.
2: Right. So <laughs> he drove. You
1: already had him. And right. did you get to meet the parents too? No.
2: No, because no, it was through the fostering. So it was the, the I think there was like a litter of like six and the owners wanted to keep one of them and the others you know went up for adoption but we really had no idea who who the owner was and how they treated the the pets before but yeah we 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 saw him and we saw the picture and fell in love immediately and And said he's ours
1: up to sonora
2: and drove five hours to get him
1: (laughs) isn't that how it always is you know you fall in love and and, you know, and and you don't know what red flags to look for. I mean, it is, it's like having a relationship. I mean, or it's right. like adopting a baby, you know, like you don't know any of the history of the genetics. No, so. And so many people that get puppies. I mean, even if they get them from breeders who, like I'll say, well, did you get to meet the parents? Oh, well, no, the breeder just met me in the Walmart parking lot and gave me the puppy that yeah. they chose for. Over.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So sometimes you just don't get that. So even whether you're buying or adopting it's it's a common you know situation that happens so okay.
2: as far um, as we know he came from uh, pretty much like a, a ranch property so yeah. it was you know unneutered dogs that just kept, kept on procreating up. and yeah <laughs> we got one of the pups yeah. <laughs> i think he would yeah. have like i think he was like the third the third, third. litter yeah. that the that the mom had given so
1: okay so she, and and who knows anything about like, you know, no, what her personality was. Yeah. And uh, when did you first, cause obviously you didn't know anything about how his behavior was gonna be. Yeah. Um. When you, before you adopted him, how, when was the first time you noticed that maybe he was just a little different than some of the other puppies you've known?
0: The very first day. Yeah. When, so we stopped
2: we got, at a yeah. friend's house. And they had an, uh, like a three-year-old dog. And Boulder immediately had a little snarl at him. It was you know, here's this eight-week-old puppy that didn't care that there yeah. was a big dog, and he just. Rrr. Yeah, we're and like, okay, you know, didn't think too didn't much think of much it. Of and then, it. Uh-huh. then we did puppy class with you, and yeah,
0: the kindergarten class. And and, and
1: you then, saw the difference.
2: He was hiding, hiding between it. our, you know, like between our legs and behind us, and didn't really want to play too much with the other puppies. And all the other
0: puppies were playing and having fun. And-
2: he was a little more timid
0: yeah yeah and then you mentioned to us like this might be a lot of work
1: (laughs) (laughs) people don't believe me when they have an eight week old puppy I say that you just don't yeah you can't you can't foresee it unless i mean i've been doing puppy class for over 20 years so for me for me one of it's a red flag it doesn't mean you know the dog's bad as you guys know because i've Right. Do this a lot um it doesn't mean he's bad but whenever i see a puppy whether they're rescue or uh free or they meet dogs growling that's a big concern which i do occasionally have puppies that come growling and like pinning dogs on the ground at eight to 12 weeks old you know like small babies right um so those are my concerns you know when they come out the shoot growling i'm like Okay. And some people do bring their dog straight from rescue or puppy. I mean, I have some people who have picked their dog up at the airport, their puppy and brought them straight to puppy class before and had, And then sometimes I'm like, okay, well, maybe the puppy's under stress, but in this situation, you know, you don't, then you keep watching and then the hiding, you know, because just like us, if you're afraid, you go into fight, flight or freeze. So when he growled at your friend's dog, he was already going into fight. He was already feeling unsafe and insecure about the world. Then he goes into hiding. So that was the freeze or flight, you know, hiding behind you, staying still, you know, as, as a baby right. and the good and the bad of that, the good is I always tell people, this isn't something you did like this. If they come like that, you didn't ruin the puppy. Cause sometimes all people think I've already ruined them.
0: Well, but, we, I
2: mean, we wondered, you're like, what happened to him in those eight weeks with the, you know, was it, the, that, was it out. something that the owner did to mm-hmm. the puppies or was it something that, yeah. So we just. No exactly.
1: Idea. And sometimes it is. I mean, usually before 8 weeks you don't have too much you don't see the instant response to abuse if there's, you know, neglect or abuse, but it's definitely part of it. But as you guys have learned now, a lot of it's genetic, you know. So if mom and dad are running around that ranch, they may not be able to be maybe the reason that they're not spayed and neutered is nobody can really handle them. So Man. maybe you know, they can't catch them to take them or, you know, they'd have to have animal control come and catch them for them. You know I mean? We just don't know all the history, but a lot of times it's because, you know, mom and or dad have fear and anxiety themselves and it just spreads. And I personally, because of my because the captain and his shyness, my lab, um, and he was born at my house. So I knew mom and then obviously don't know who dad was because she was came off the streets. She was a cautious mom. Like she's a very good mom to her puppies, but with people, she didn't bark or growl or anything or lunge, but she cowered if she until she trusted somebody, you know. And so I saw that firsthand that she was just mildly shy. And then I could see where one genetics. So the puppies were all mildly shy. We worked a lot on socialization early on because mom was shy. But two. They were with mom for 12 weeks because that rescue wanted me to keep the puppies until they were 12 weeks old, which is fine because I was exposing them to people and places and all kinds of things, but they were also being influenced by mom, you know? And so if people came into the backyard to see the puppies and mom was shy, puppies watch mom and they're like, oh, we are shy, you know? So I had to start not letting her come out when people came over because I didn't want them to be influenced by her behavior, you know? And so we just don't know you know, but in Boulder's situation, we just don't know. So- well, he's definitely
0: um, influenced by behave, other dogs' behavior as well.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if awesome. another dog, well, we've seen it because in classes, you know, another dog stares at him and he loses his mind. Oh, <laughs> but if a dog ignores him for the most part or is pretty chill, like he has, when he comes to my house, he has friends, but those friends are always like, yeah, that's Boulder, you yeah, know. <laughs> let's just let boulder have his minute or if that you know, everybody he knows his, he has his best friends who he's like oh hi i love you so it's not that he can't love dogs it just takes him a while to warm up to right. dogs and mm-hmm. as we are introducing him to new dogs from time to time when there's a good dog for him you know it's just going slow you know and as long as the other dog's respectful and gives him space he has a lot better chance of
2: yeah because when we take him out it's 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 so hit or miss which dog he gets along with and which ones he won't. Mm -hmm. You're like, sometimes we can pass by somebody and the dogs and they're totally fine. And sometimes he just, he just can't stand that dog for no, and the dog's on the other side of the street doing his own thing. And he just can't stand that dog for whatever reason.
1: Do you ever find, is there any um, breeds that he seems to be more reactive towards than others? Yes. Healers.
2: Yeah, Australian
0: Uh, pit bulls.
2: Australian shepherds. Mm -hmm. Dogs that have a lot of high energy. It seems that like smart. Yeah,
0: smart
1: dogs. Yeah, Yeah. and do they tend to? I I know I've seen when they stare at him. Obviously, if they bark at him, it's he loses it. Staring. But the staring. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of those dogs that you mentioned, you know, border, like the healers or the Australian shepherds, you know, they watch because that's what they were bred to do, you know, to watch for changes in the environment, to watch the things that are coming in. So tell us a little bit about, <laughs> I use him in examples all the time. That's why I laugh. Um, tell us, well, first, Tom, I want you to share a story about when you come home from fishing.
2: Okay, well, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I leave I leave and I'm totally, you know, normal and go out fishing and then as soon as I walk in the door and I smell like squid or your bait or fish or whatever it is, he just he That's doesn't nothing to does, do with you. Nothing to do with me. He'll he'll growl and and run and hide behind the table and even I'll go upstairs and I'll have to shower and I'll come downstairs and then he's just like, "Oh, it's you." <laughs> like
0: I Sometimes I, even if you just change your clothes, that's not enough. It's kind of like sometimes you have to take a shower yeah. too.
2: Yeah, change to and change and clean off all of the smell or something. I don't know. If he's, yeah, but he he's, that's not my, that's not you. That's not you. And I don't, I don't, and you, even with treats, he won't doesn't even, matter. doesn't even want to come close to me. Nope. And then, then yeah.
1: I know and I've been. I'm
2: clean and I'm back.
1: You're normal. Somehow you magically appear. Five
2: minutes go by and you're normal
1: <laughs> No, i i've had that experience where i put a jacket on that he had never seen me wear before and wow. he was like ooh, growling galling at me and i go Boulder, it's me and then he's like oh oh, oh okay oh, yeah, you know, because i said oh. he smells me and he hears my voice but right. um it is kind of funny how he is um
2: yeah put on a hat, a hat. i've oh, had geez. him yeah you put oh, no. on a hat and he's just no 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 no, oh, no.
1: And, it, and this is, and what I want to people that are listening to impression, you're at home, you're right. in his safe environment. You're his people for his whole life. You know, he's never had any other people. Um, I look the same moved. that I
2: did when I came, when I left.
1: <laughs> you just smell now. <laughs> just smell. Yeah. Uh, I know. And it's, I noticed, and I don't know if you guys have had this, but I've had it if I move furniture and he comes into my house and he's like anything different yeah so
2: yeah what was it yesterday it was a a beach ball that was on the sidewalk there was somebody had lost the beach ball and we were walking down it's never been there before it's never been there so he had to have a nice little
1: in the same neighborhood that he's always locked in how (laughs) does he do with halloween decorations and christmas decorations
2: uh the first time he sees it, he doesn't like it
1: yeah But I noticed this
0: year, your decorations didn't bother him. Okay.
1: Well, you guys have been working so hard with him. I mean, with agility and getting it exposed and all the things. Well, and then he met, you know, the new helper and, and he's been getting to with COVID, he had to spend more time with my kids, which he had never really spent time with them because they were always at school when he was here. Oh, they're right there. Yeah but it has to be very slow. You can't just like you guys couldn't, like we were talking about earlier, you couldn't just have a somebody come in and clean your house and mm-hmm. expect the boulder would be fine if they had never met somebody or have a pet sitter come in or you know, even have the a gas person or a maintenance person come in. I mean, you have to either put them in a crate or you have to have right. them come
2: take, them take care.
1: You have to plan your lives a little bit around. Oh yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, like, if
2: we, if we want to have a guest come over, you know, you, we'll put him up in his crate. And and then as soon as the guest leaves, he comes downstairs and it's has to run upset. around and make sure that nobody's here. And he, he, he
1: can still smell the person. He still
2: smell them and yeah.
1: So you're somewhere, whether you go to visit your family and you take him or you happen to take him on a walk and somebody thinks he's so cute, because he is. And they're like, oh, I'm, he's so cute. And they want to engage with him. Um, tell me about that experience of what it's like to have somebody when you're trying to keep, you know, keep him safe and keep them safe.
0: What it always upsets me, because no matter what, girl or guy, he'll be upset and bark and growl no matter what. And at, like almost all the time that people are like, it's OK, I'm a dog person. And I'm like, I understand that you like dogs and dogs like you, but this dog is different. Mm -hmm. And you need to listen to what I'm saying to how to approach him. Mm -hmm. And so they don't listen, even though I tell them exactly what to do and how to do it. And, um, you know, you gotta give treats and don't look them straight in the face and do it really slow and-
2: Maybe get down to their level and don't tower.
0: Don't tower over him. And if you are sitting and we introduce, as soon as you stand up, he's going to flip out mm-hmm. because you look different. Right?
2: Yeah. You've changed positions. Like, and, yeah.
0: And just because you give him some food and he's okay for a second, doesn't mean everything's good.
1: Yes. You know? And people do, they think, well, he took a treat from me once. He should love me. And they just and don't understand.
0: Yeah.
2: and Exactly. His tail's wagging and you're like, well, he's.
1: That yeah. doesn't mean that he's relaxed he's not, and happy. Yeah, he's not <laughs>
2: wagging his tail because he's excited.
1: That's what people no. don't realize. It's just arousal. You know, he's just aroused. And and I know you guys keep him super safe, but occasionally you've had people who don't listen to you and they just like do it their own way. And they're like, I'm going to let him sniff my hand. And and, and what could happen if well, people don't listen to you?
2: He, If you approach him, he backs off. And so he'll, he'll make a lot of noise and, but he'll, he'll, he'll back, you know, he'll scoot back. And then as soon as the person realizes that, Hey, your dog is, you know, acting like he's going to attack me. And then if they turn around, that's him, he'll come up and give him a nudge, you know, and hit him and, and it's like, it's only happened, you know, what, like Twice. two times. And the guys were like, they were, in I don't yeah. Face and Yeah. One guy did a little intimidating lunge towards Boulder, so Boulder got a little like a, a hit in the back of the calf. You're like, well it's like a
0: pinch. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: We were at the dog park and a guy with a big hat and, and sunglasses was it basically intimidating Boulder, like
0: yeah. You're can gonna come say, at me. Can he say what? You yeah, want he to fight?
2: S- he said something he was intimidating. So he was like, Boulder uh. was was saying get away and his guy was saying and you want to try and going at him and so we're immediately what we do is you know it's it's just grab and pull him and pull him and pull him away from the situation
1: isn't it crazy that people just think dogs are just these like they can control their emotions they can control the situation and i mean if you guys have a baby a beautiful baby daughter can you imagine somebody coming up to your daughter with a hat on and sunglasses and being like and she's crying and doesn't want to go to him. And oh, right. you want to fight? You don't like me? I mean, no, people don't do that, wouldn't do that to a mm-hmm. baby. Why would you do that to to a dog?
2: Right, and it's you know we've had people where they they've you know they keep on approaching us and Boulder is giving them the signals. You know, like you know he's snarling or he's you know his hair's frizzled up and 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 the people they just don't even okay. They're like it's okay, it's okay, I'm fine, and, and you're like my dog's not okay with it. And I'm in a position to where I can't really go anywhere with him because I'm trying to hold him. So he, and they'll he just plants himself. Yeah. And so it's like people, they don't, they just they don't listen. Yeah. They don't see the body language of the dog. They don't really care perhaps, but it's, it's tough. Cause you know, people, they, they, they think that it's, oh, it's just like a normal dog. He's, he's a super cute looking, you know, good looking dog and they want to pet him. And you're like, he, he doesn't want to be petted. We can, we can have a conversation, but as soon as you start getting three feet away from me, we're going to have an issue.
1: And then we wonder why people say they were bit out of the blue. You know, I mean, it's occasionally it can happen. Dogs won't. Well, usually it's because they've been punished to not show all those signs, you know, and they'll react out of the blue, but Boulder clearly is telling these people, please stay away. Please don't get closer, you know, and it's unfortunate that more people don't understand dog body language. Because if they understood dog body language, it would be like if you saw a child who was clinging, like if you're, you know, Lily was clinging to your leg and, you know, people go, oh, she's scared. They automatically get down to a child's level. You know, they automatically talk in a softer tone. They don't push right. themselves. But with dog body language, they just don't understand. Shows out there that will make you think that that's what you should do. You know, you don't want, you have to assert your dominance. Well, no matter how... <laughs> nobody's gonna right. care boulder doesn't care how dominant you think you are no, no,
0: no, <laughs> he no.
2: and and it's a lot of that you know yeah. like the people say oh well you just gotta you know what, that one time and he'll remember it you know like no he he's that instinct will come out no matter what yeah. it's it, that instinct in him is just it's driven so it's yeah. you know you can't you You're you can't you, change you, it yeah we can't change it
1: And you just manage it just like a child with autism or dyslexia or, you know, ADHD and all these other things that humans deal with all the time. They're not going to change that, but you recognize,
2: you know, some, we recognize some of his, you know, his behavior. So it's easy for us to, to just kind of an, an avoidance. We can, we can go on the other side of the sidewalk. We could go around vehicles. We can make sure that when people, you know, if, Come at yeah us. they're coming at us we can we can avoid the situation and and he's totally fine but it's when you know you get caught off guard it's you know surprise it's the surprise person that comes around, around the corner the or opens the door and you're you're not expecting it and so and, and immediately it's, we do, you know, with the treats and it's leave it, leave it, leave it this way, you know, let's go, let's go, let's go. And sometimes it, it won't you sometimes it's just not enough, you know, like you could put a piece of steak in front of his face and he's still going to want to, to tell this person to stay away.
1: Because he's over threshold, you know, and he's not, he isn't, so we have eating. to
2: remove him from the situation. And then it's, and then he's, and then boom, back to normal. Off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. totally
2: back to normal. Oh.
1: and do you has it made you have to alter your lives quite a bit more than you expected that you would have once you got older
0: i would say it's been a complete life change yeah um having him i mean i wanted to i thought i would have this dog that i could take wherever not wearing a leash and just you know following me around and that's that's
2: people can come over (laughs) <laughs> you know happy lovey lab and yeah
0: and it's not like that nope. at all so everything's planned and you know if the landlord has to come over and fix something i have to you know take them daycare it. take them to a safe spot that i know yeah you just have to plan it's
1: just like a child you know yeah it's not you know happy go lucky free easy all, all the time and Just so our listeners know, how old is Boulder now?
0: He'll be four in a couple weeks.
1: Yeah. And oh yeah. Oh, is he already for? The 28th. A couple days then. Oh, a couple days. Yeah. We gotta get a birthday gift for him. Darn Thanksgiving and birthdays. (laughs) You guys say that, you know, because he did the puppy classes, he's been doing daycare, doing agility. Would you say, I mean, I know he's not. I mean, we're not pretending he's perfect in those environments at all either, but would you say those help him some?
0: I think that's like the biggest thing that has helped him besides consistency and schedules.
2: Well, and the, yeah, the consistency of going to the classes and, and, and doing the agility. I mean, it's, it's, he,
0: he needs a job.
2: He look, yeah, exactly. He needs to work. He's, I mean, it's in his breed that, you know, he, he wants to, to it's work hard. with me he wants me he, he needs that handler to tell him you know okay this 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 and this and he he loves it it's, Lo- a, it's oh really- he's
1: so if if we ever can get him to a place where we can do a competition where it's very safe right. you know a, a fenced environment right. uh or in, in somewhere where he doesn't have a lot of the stimulus on the outside of the ring he's so he- good at it he would be amazing and and as a little commercial for Tom, you know, here, a little add <laughs> on Tom's head. Tom's an amazing handler. Melissa is too, but now she's taken over mom position more for, she's the baby handler. <laughs> and She's the baby handler sure. and Tom's the, the boulders handler, but he is, he does an amazing, amazing job. Now, um, Tom, does it ever make you envious of all the other people in class who can talk and let their dogs sniff and, <laughs> or are you kind Time. of mad that boulder gives I you didn't... a break? <laughs>
2: I am like the whole time in class I'm just focused it's just him and I it's just literally like I the other people and you know we can there there is some conversations but it's like my attention is him because if I'm not paying attention to him Something he's gonna let oh well, no he's gonna let me know he's gonna <laughs> sit there and and whine and, and poke me and and do whatever you can to get that treat from me.
1: <laughs> but you've changed his brain, in, even in those very stimulating situations where there's five or six other dogs and people right. all around that he can focus on you unless a dog does something inappropriate, like gets in his space that we've asked people not to do, or, you know, or somebody from not the class comes up, you know, some, if something right. unusual happens, but he does really focus on you. Exclusive. It started
2: with the, it started with the clicker, you know, when we started doing the click mm-hmm. training, it was that he goes into work mode. Like as soon as we pull out that clicker, he's like, what's the next, what's what the next, what, what can I do? What can I do? I'm, you know, he show me if he it. just, you know, you get the clicker out and he'll run through like six different, like tricks. he'll, he'll, yeah, he'll do six different tricks all at once. Cause he's so excited that the clicker just came out.
1: It's like to he's like, roll a,
2: over, yeah. sit, do a circle, go between your legs. Okay, figure eight. No, just give me the.
1: Just give me a treat. give me the treat. Come but on. He's able because he's done all this training, all the work you guys have done right. since he was eight weeks old. He can turn off. Right. He can actually, and in his, on the his tunnel vision is a good thing for him. You know, right. where sometimes tunnel vision is bad. You know, but for him, tunnel oh, really? vision and focusing on new is is such a good thing. And he knows where the safety is. He knows, like, okay, if I focus on dad or mom but right. you know in the class situation usually it's dad if i focus on dad he'll keep me safe his even though he's got these difficulties how is your human dog bond with him
0: he's the family yeah here. he's
2: like our little child he's
0: he's on our bed he sleeps sleeping. on the couches
2: he's he thinks he's one of us it's Definitely. he's the it's a pack mm-hmm. and yeah. that's like and now with the now with the baby it took a little while for him to adjust but now he's like he knows this is this is family. And, you know, when we have our, our, like her parents or my parents come and visit, it's, he knows that it's, this is the pack. Like,
1: Mm -hmm. I always tell people once you're in, like, like, once you're in, you're in, I mean, you would have to do, and fortunately everyone in his world is on board with positive training and force-free training and kindness, you know? So he doesn't, isn't exposed to even his vet, you know? I mean, we've even had to hand pick a vet for him that would understand him and go slow right. with him and build that relationship with him. But once you have that relationship with him, it would be a lot to get him to redirect at me or one of you guys or totally. anything. Um, you know, and it would almost have to be an external stimulus that took him out so much and then say, we grabbed his collar or we went to redirect him and we startled him more once you're in his family. But a lot of times people think, cause it is hard. I mean, this is probably a lot harder than you ever thought you would be with a dog I oh mean, yeah
2: oh yeah way more work than i ever thought a dog could be
1: <laughs> exactly the like, like,
2: kid and there was they were difficult but not not in this regard
1: i mean he needs 100 percent attention in some 100,
2: you know yeah 100%. And,
1: yeah and um but you can still love them and you can still because sometimes people who've never experienced this i have had people say why would you waste all this time on a dog like that? You know, why wouldn't you just euthanize them? Or why wouldn't you, you know, like I've had people who know what I do. And they're like, why do people ask you to help them? Or why do people pay you to help them with their dog like this? Why don't they just get rid of them? They don't understand. Um, no. Because if you haven't he's been there. He's
2: sweetheart and we call him, you know, cause when we were in Australia, we met Kelpies and they were all kissers. They loved the, they loved to the lick. And so we were like, he's, 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 our, kissy he's our kissy Kelpie. He's just, he's he he is so loving
0: yeah <laughs> and almost a little too much to the <laughs> baby he just wants a, to kiss the baby he just
2: wants so to play and and he just play and and love that's, yeah. his, that's his thing and then once you go outside or somebody comes to the house he's on defense mode and it's you know that's what we've learned is
1: his jobs to protect
2: yeah he's 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 letting people know don't come near us and we've learned to work with it
1: and you've, like you said, I mean, he's made relationships outside of you two. He loves everybody that's here. So me and and my assistants and my kids and, you know, he's learned like, okay, they're all people I, that can be in my circle. Just like you were saying with your parents, you know, and um, I'm guessing that if you had friends that came over a lot, I mean, I know once you're have infants, <laughs> friends coming <Okay>. over <laughs> decreases significant and COVID, right. you know, but, you know, once he knows people and has, Like, I know he has some of your friends are close with him too, so that he trusts. Um, You know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It's just more work. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also, when we have to deal with dogs like this, there's a more realistic expectation that dogs are all individuals. They're not just these cookie cutter stuffed animals or toys that you go get and you know, you feed and you take on a walk and they're just gonna be, you know, whatever you want. They all are individuals right you
2: know, well, Yeah. well like when I, I was you know thinking boulder i take him on a walk he doesn't take me on a walk you know yeah. like that's i i he's not dragging me down the sidewalk in his own world and i'm just it's let, yeah it's it's out there training
1: yeah pretty okay. much always train if you leave the yeah. house you're always in training mode pretty much yeah yep. yeah Yeah. in two
0: steps ahead
2: yeah and paying two You'd steps ahead. Yeah.
0: two steps ahead
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Who that might come had, around the corner? What might pop up? Who, yeah. you know, if there's a dog that comes running at us, what are we going to do? You know, like there's
0: no talking on the phone while walking yeah. the dog.
2: Yeah. yeah. Just, and there's
1: always bringing treats. You always oh, bring yeah.
2: treats, treats, treats. No you matter, never leave. And with... leave the house without treats.
1: Yeah. You, you, it's like part, and then it becomes part of your routine. It is. And yeah. if you look back how you are from now versus where you were, you know, when you first, you first, <laughs> we're sprung all this sprung on you how would you say now is it just part of your routine and it doesn't even i mean it's work but it doesn't feel as much like work now
0: yeah
2: yeah pretty much
0: i mean it's just it's it was a lifestyle change and once you got used to yeah
2: there's there's so many ups and downs like there's you know there's Sometimes you're just like, wow, that walk was absolutely amazing. We went by all these dogs and all these people and he was great. And then you'll go out the other time and it'll just be that, oh, so frustrating.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Why did you act like that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I have found too, It's which is hard. I mean, I still struggle this if I'm working with a dog, but not being embarrassed yourself, like like, oh my God, my dog is so embarrassing. You know, like getting over that and just being like, He had struggle. And if people, again, if we just got back to where humans had more empathy and compassion for, instead of judging you or lecturing you, you know, and just being kind. Yeah. It's just say
0: sorry, he's protective and he's reactive.
1: Yeah.
2: I've had a, you know, a woman pass by and and she was like, oh, he's just scared. And you're like, you got it. Wow.
1: You understand. (laughs) And I just... Think too, I always think about the time when I saw you guys at, at our that local the, the wharf, you know, the pet store and the guy was trying to pet him. Yeah. And I heard him, I was there doing speaking or something. I was taught I did a lecture there or yeah. yeah. having that a big event. And I look over and I'm like, oh, that's Boulder. And this guy had been trying to make friends with him just forcing himself on to Boulder and then I walked over and the guy left you know and then Boulder's all kissing on me and loving on me and he walked by oh see he likes some people and it was like do you know how much time this dog and I spend together like (laughs) this is his other mother
2: I think (laughs) it's his other mother
0: (laughs)
1: Exactly. it's like it's like like, no this wasn't just a oh he just happened I'm not I'm not, you know, oh, all dogs like me kind of person. You know, I just have built that relationship and that's what it is. It's building a relationship and the trust. You. Totally. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I know you guys have used, you know, um, different things for supplements. And have you found that some, you know, and sometimes they will make may have been helpful for a period of time and then they not. Have you found that sometimes using those things have helped? We try medication like.
2: Uh, Anti-anxiety. Mm-hmm. It was like a Prozac, and then mm-hmm. that didn't really do too much. Didn't notice any real drastic changes. And then we've done CBD, like pet mm-hmm. CBD, didn't really seem to do much. And then we've used uh, the CBD THC mm-hmm. combination. It's like a, I, I don't, know, it's like a ten to one ratio, I think, of CBDs and a little THC, and that I'd say is the,
0: the best.
2: Has shown the only actual improvements, yeah. and it just makes them more lazy and tired and and more attentive to to like paying attention to me and not so much everybody. Reactive. yeah not as reactive he it just reduces kind
1: of... his hypervigilance you know so he's not
2: like it totally
1: yeah looking for Something to yeah, jump
2: out. He doesn't feel like he's on guard. I guess you will. He's, he's, he's more. Yeah. He's 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 just kind of like, okay, I can I can live with it. So
1: yeah, and we like that too because
0: we can pick the day that we use it. Yeah, we can. Versus the medication was every single day. You have mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So if we're gonna have you know like an, a a friend over or if we need to go out and we know it's gonna be ex- you know stressful, we'll give it that in like an hour before and <laughs> and it it seems to help. The- yeah, it, it doesn't fun. make him like by any means normal again. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't make him not reactive, but it seems to work. Cut the
1: edge off. More circuit. manageable. Just like so many medications, you know, my son who has severe ADHD, it doesn't make him like normal, where he'll just sit and be calm and stuff. But it makes it so he can focus. Or my other daughter who has more ADD, if she doesn't take her medication, she's like a space cadet sometimes, and giving her medication doesn't make her an extrovert. I mean, she's very introverted. That doesn't make her an extrovert by taking medication just makes it so in her own self, she can be a little bit more man, you know, like deal with life. Is there anything that you guys have talked about that you wish you had done differently?
0: Man, no, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the smartest thing we ever did was go online and find you
1: (laughs) and get puppy class and get him in yeah
0: do all the training
1: and finding somebody who understood him because you know you could have gone to somebody who would have thrown a shot collar on him or a pinch collar yeah and that would have been devastating for him
0: it would have been absolutely so I don't think I would have changed anything I mean where I live if that's a possibility to change because we live in a condo so every single time he has to go to bathroom you have to put the leash and um, the harness on and take them out so mm-hmm.
1: that's- yeah he doesn't have any quiet yard space you no know yard space. yeah
0: yeah and it's funny too because you know there actually is a lot of these types of dogs but they're just outside penned up and no one ever sees them so nobody takes them public
1: yeah yeah it's it's true i mean there are some people who were like well i'm just gonna have my i just don't take my dog anywhere and you know i just leave them in the house all the time and they don't have to take them on walks so i think there's a higher level of these dogs than what we know um, because we see the dogs who enjoy walks and we see the dogs who enjoy going out and don't and and whether they have a yard or not you know they like going to the park and they like doing all these things But if you have a yard and you have a space where they don't have to be out in public and there's no reason for the human to go through all the embarrassment that you go through and all the stress and all the anxiety of taking them on a walk, people just don't know. But as my career, I know that there's way more out there than people know. I mean, there was one study um, a while ago that suggested that 70% of dogs have some form of anxiety. Wow. I mean, obviously just like everything, there's a spectrum you know, yeah. mild to severe. Um, and I would suggest I I could believe that. And actually since COVID, I, my puppy classes, I haven't had a normal, quote unquote, normal puppy class since COVID. Um, all, we have more anxious puppies and I have anxious puppies in every single class and sometimes multiple anxious puppies. Um, and so it's a lot harder. There's a lot more barking that you, than usually happens in puppy class, a lot less playing. Um, A lot more that I have to keep on leash during playtime because they don't play appropriately. And we're talking 14 week old puppy. I mean, they're not talking adults. So, um, I, it's just could be something that we see a whole lot more of as these dogs grow up. And if they didn't get the socialization and a lot of backyard breeders just jumped on the bandwagon to breed and not caring what they were breeding. Yeah. So I think
0: it's really important too that we like socialize him, Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's like really helped too, and in a safe environment, which it's only your place. Like we couldn't take
1: him to just any dog place because yeah. they don't know him and- Exactly, know. but but getting him exposed to new things all the time, you know, and and even when you do take him, the fact that if you never took him outside, like if you did have that yard, it would yeah. be hard to get him to go to the vet. It would be hard to get him to go to training because um, if he only came out for those yeah. things, he wouldn't be, you know, um, sensitive, he wouldn't be, all those things wouldn't be normal. Is there anything that you would like to share living with Boulder, having Boulder, right? You had expectations for a puppy, a dog, those expectations changed. Um, you know, you've had to really learn a lot about body language. You've had to learn about behavior. You had to learn a lot, a lot more than sure. the average puppy person would. What if you had some like some kind of words that you could, you know, tell other people about what would be something that you'd like to share with people?
0: I mean, patience is like the hugest thing. Um, I think that Boulder prepared us (laughs) for a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I guess it was a a godsend to have him before we had a baby because he taught us patience so much. Um, And because once you get reactive or get you know, stressed out, he feels that too. And that makes the situation that much worse. So you have to be calm and, and he'll be a little bit calmer. Mm-hmm. Um, so patience
1: for sure. And also having, I mean, for you, like you said, being willing to have that lifestyle change. I mean, yeah. so many people think they're going to just get a puppy and it's just, they don't realize how much work. I mean, puppies are like having newborns anyway. Yes. Then you have a puppy that's you Different. can't just take to the park or, you know, go here, go to the vet for just a regular visit. Like it, it's scary. You can't take them just to puppy class because puppy class is scary. I mean, unless you have the right guidance, it could be really overwhelming. So, yeah. you know, really being willing to change your perspective.
0: And I remember now what I was gonna say is body language. Mm-hmm. Like he tells you everything that he's feeling if you actually just look at him and read his body language, mm-hmm. his eyes, his hair, like the way his hair is on his body, like if it's standing up or not his tail, like every single thing on him is telling you exactly what he needs. Mm-hmm. And I think people ignore that all the time. For and sure. I, I could tell exactly how he feels on what he's saying by just looking at him.
1: Mm-hmm. And then getting those needs met allows him to not have that emotional explosion. If you can meet his needs, he doesn't have that need to explode and go into fight, flight, and freeze because he, and then that builds trust because you're recognizing his needs and you're keeping him safe. And you're not always having to react to his reaction. You're responding to his emotions before he has a chance to react. Yeah, because like some of the first things that I notice
0: is his breathing so when he starts breathing heavier I'm like okay what what do you smell or see like how can we go a different way and calm you down Mm -hmm. Uh, and then like treats and training I mean you just learn the best way of getting by people or getting through situations and it's training training with treats like
1: there's no it doesn't make you love him any less. I mean, in some ways, you know, if we look forward 10 years, however long, you know, we get to have Boulder on this planet and you get another dog, this work you're doing could bond you more than you ever did with any other dog, just because of all the time. And, and you do have to pay attention. He's not easy. So you can't just be like, oh yeah, he's over there on couch. Oh, well, you know, he's fine. You know, or you, you can't, you have to be more attentive to his needs and his behavior, which then bonds you with sometimes more. As long as you don't look at it negatively. Yeah, exactly.
0: And we kind of laugh because people have, you know, chihuahuas that are like just as reactive as he is. And the person's not paying attention or they just yank the leash and it's like, come on, or they just pick them up. And our dog's like 60 pounds, like (laughs) You can't pick him up. You can't make him do anything he doesn't want to do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so you have to work with it. You can't just manipulate the situation. You have to change the behavior. You're your choice. Your behavior, yep. Yep. And that's what it is. I mean, (laughs) that's what it comes down to is you had to change your behavior in order to help Boulder. Like if you had just gone, nope, this is the way I read this one book how to train dogs or this is what feels natural or this is my way i don't really care boulder what you think that we're doing it this way (laughs) you would have had you might not even have him anymore you might have had to rehome him but because you were willing to change your behavior your behavior your response how you react how you introduce all the things you change what you did to match what his needs were and now you guys have a really beautiful relationship and you have everyone has limitations. Every dog, every human, you yeah. know, his limitations are now. So you make it. So you reduce the triggering effect of those limitations. Yeah. And that's what I'm hoping that if people listen to this podcast, you know, talking to real people who are dealing, it's not perfect. You know, we didn't change him into this dog that now is like a therapy dog. He wants to go off and meet all these people, but he has a good life. Yeah. You guys love him. He loves That's you. Um, it's it's a change of life. It's not what you expected, but it's not bad. It's a good life. Yeah. So you just
0: adjust and take the punches, just roll the
1: punches. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, well, thank you guys so much. Thank Tom for joining me. I know he probably had to get off to work, but I'm glad he was able to, because, you know, he has been on this journey. You guys have, you know, different roles on this journey um you know especially once baby came you know that you had to split the roles because it's too difficult um Mm -hmm. but you guys both do such a great job with him and he is such a good boy and he's so lucky to have you because so many of those are the dogs who end up back at the shelter when people don't want to put the time in
0: I know we always say like I'm so glad that we can do this because if we weren't able to I don't think that he would be alive today because I I don't think people would understand and have the time, and if he
1: went to a shelter, I mean- Oh, it would have been devastating for him. I don't think there's tolerance for that. Exactly, exactly. And, and being in a shelter just would add to his stress so his behavior would probably get worse. I imagine. Yeah. Well, thank you again. And um, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to do this and I hope that this helps other people Either if they have a reactive dog, not feel so alone and not feel so defeated. Yes. Or I
0: absolutely hope so.
1: If that it's somebody who has a judgment about reactive dogs, like knowing that this isn't something you did, you know, to him and that yes. you've actually helped him and responded in a, a good way for him. So exactly. so good to talk to you and I will see you too. soon. And okay. thank you very much. And go kiss that baby. I will. Absolutely. All right. right. (laughs) I'll see you later. All right. Bye. Bye.